Welcome back to the Finley Capital Podcast. My name is Logan Ricchetti. As always, this podcast is sponsored by the Hard Money Handbook. You can go to www.hardmoneyhandbook.com to learn how to use hard money loans to fund your real estate deals. Also brought to you by the Facebook group Powered by Private. If you are a real estate investor that wants to learn more about how to use private loans, hard money loans to fund your real estate deals, or you would like to learn more about how to deploy your capital into private loans, either on your own or with Finley Capital, that's the group that you wanna be in, powered by private on Facebook. Today I wanna to talk about the checklists or the task operations, the, if you will, the, the process and the system behind funding a private loan, a hard money loan. We are building the lending software for our company, the internal software. And the purpose of this software is to help us manage the loan process from application all the way to repayment. And in doing so, we've been spending a lot of time recently really ironing out the process, the checklist, the set of tasks, the set of operations, whatever you want to call that, that are consistent from loan to loan. As you know, I am a process-driven person, so I, I've built a life cycle for our loans. And if you listen to this podcast, you know what it is. It's apply, process, underwrite, fund, service, and repay. So we have a six-part life cycle. And what we do, the reason I built it into six parts is because I could see a very clear checkpoint, a very clear milestone, if you will, from each phase of the life cycle. So you can, you can identify when a loan flows from one phase of the life cycle into the next phase and then out of that phase into the next phase, et cetera. The reason why I like to build linear systems like that is so that we can create procedures around each phase. So basically what that means is we have six phases, if you will, of the life cycle. Like I said, apply, process, underwrite, fund, service, repay. Each phase has a set of procedures, if you will, or uh, steps, if you will. Let's say each phase has 10 steps. That's 60 steps from loan application all the way to repayment. Each one of those steps needs to have a written procedure. And then each one of those steps needs to be assigned to a role, to a responsible party. Okay, so what happens when you build a system like this, it's very simple when you break it down, but you create this, you know, you create the life cycle phases. And then inside of each phase, you build the steps. Inside of each step, you build the actual procedures for how to execute that step. And then the last part of that model is you assign each step to each role. And then what you get as a result of doing that is you now have a set of steps or a set of procedures for each role. And now your roles have responsibilities that are now clearly defined which is great because then you can delegate and then you can optimize and you can uh, create expertise, but also you can create redundancies, you can create backups, you can uh, create cross training, and then your company is a little bit stronger, a little bit safer. But for you listening, if you don't care about any of that, you're not trying to build a company, but you do wanna learn how to do hard money loans, private loans, and you wanna learn more about how to build a linear step-by-step -step system, this is still for you. And also if you're a, a real estate investor, a borrower, and you want to know more about how the process of borrowing money actually works, guess what? On the other side of this coin, you're sitting there. So this will be helpful for you as well a little bit. And I'm just spitballing here. I'm not going to go through every detailed step of every detailed process of every phase, but I want to just give you a 
brief layout, a brief rundown of what a loan checklist kind of looks like from phase to phase. And obviously in your market or in your area or with your procedures or the things that you do or don't do, yours will be different and that's okay. Mine is what works for us and it's constantly evolving. Kylie and Haley and Josh and Lowell and the whole team is always working to optimize this system. But what's happening now, which is kind of bringing this to the surface, is that we are building out our lending internal software. And so I wanna be able to build the checklist inside the software so we can create the procedures inside of the steps and then assign those to different roles and then we can scale. So in other words, we can do this 50, 60, 70 deals, 100 deals at a time. We'll be busy, but we'll be organized. And that's how we built the real estate brokerage, Modern Realty. We built the software for that. Now it does whatever, you know, 1,000 deals a year, something like that. And we're able to do that because we have that software. The first phase of the application pro of the process is apply. We call apply. So a borrower enters into the apply phase of the life cycle when you guessed it. He or she submits an application. Now, what we call it is a quick quote. If you go to the website, finleycapital.us, you can click on a button called quick quote. And what that does is it gives you a small form to fill out that asks you information, basic information about the property. Address, purchase price, renovation budget, ARV, expect a close date. Is it under contract? Is it in your market? How much experience do you have? How much capital do you have available for your deal? Basically, it just gives us the basic information that we need to quote the loan. It doesn't require your social security number. It doesn't require any, anything fancy. It's just a preliminary, hey, here's a deal. Take a look at it. So now what happens is that quote funnels into our system. I'm not going to get too technical about how that works, but basically it pops into HubSpot and now it pops into our lending software as well. And from there, the tasks begin. The first task is assigned to our processor, Kylie, and her job is to create the term sheet based on a set of instructions that I give her. So basically I see the loan quick quote come in. I do some initial underwriting real quick, take a look at it. And then based on some parameters, I send her instructions of what to send out to the borrower. So then her first task is to send term sheet. So that is task number one of phase number one. And there's a procedure for how to do that. So we've written down exactly how to do it. She knows how to do it. Somebody else can come in and read that procedure and know how to do it. But that's what happens. So she's gonna send that term sheet out to the borrower after she sent it to me. So the first thing in this, this is how this works, okay? You can get as granular and detailed as you want or you can keep it general. So our first task is process term sheet. Now, inside of that task, you have procedures. The first procedure is input the terms of the term sheet, send the term sheet for Logan to Logan for approval. Once I send it back to her approved, then she needs to send it to the borrower. Then she needs to follow up with the borrower then we need to collect the term sheet signed from the borrower. Well, guess what? Once the term sheet is signed by the borrower, that's a checkpoint, that's a milestone. That's when we know that this loan now moves from the apply phase of the life cycle into the process phase. Now, the nice thing about that is it's pretty linear. It's pretty clear, right? You know when the borrower starts the life cycle process because they've submitted a quick quote. Now, oftentimes, if you're a borrower, you know you've texted me a deal or you've emailed me a deal, and the first thing I always say is, hey, send it in through a quick quote form and I will get you a term sheet right away. And some people get a little annoyed with that, but the reason I do that is very clear now because we have a process to manage all these. We do 30, 40, 50, 60 loan quick quote analysis per month, so we like to keep it in a flowing system so we can track them. Also, by the way, we track how many loan applications come in that we don't fund a loan because we either reject the loan application or we lose it or the deal falls through. So we track those measurables. And it's another reason why I want every loan to come in through a quick quote process so it goes into our system. Okay, so then 
once we have a signed term sheet, it's not a commitment to lend, but it's just an, a, a, you know, it's a preliminary agreement based on our ability to underwrite the deal later. Now the deal moves into the process phase of the life cycle. And now Kylie has another task. And now the underwriting department, Haley hasn't starts to have tasks. The first task, if you will, in the process phase of the life cycle is to deliver the loan document checklist and the introduction email. So again, which the cool thing about the lending software that we're building is we're going to have an email template right inside of the software. And so when a loan moves into this apply this process phase of the life cycle, the team is going to be able to click one button and shoot out an email that now we do manually through a template that goes to the borrower and tells the borrower, here's what you need to do next, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. In that set of additional docs, you have all kinds of stuff, purchase agreement, driver's license, da, 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 da. We also have a full loan application that comes in at that point where they have to fill out all the detailed information about their personal finances and all that stuff. But what it does is for our processing of this, of this loan life cycle, this gives this team a, a real clear set of instructions on how to process that loan. One of the things I'm big on is building a system that somebody who doesn't know how to do it can come in in the first day and be able to operate the system. And that's where the lending software comes in. That's where the procedures and the written steps come in. That's what we're putting together now. Um, we have it now, but now we're really dialing it in and optimizing it because we're inserting it into a lending software that's going to replace all the manual checklists and, and you know, paper and, and Google Sheets and stuff that we have now. The cool thing also about the process phase of the life cycle is it's very linear. It's very checklist-based oriented. It's collect this document, collect this document, collect this document, connect with title company, connect with insurance company, order external evaluation, begin internal evaluation, etc. So we have a series of steps that happen in the process phase of the life cycle, as will you as a private lender, you'll have a checklist here. We have our own checklist bill, but of course you could add or subtract anything into yours that you would need or don't need. One of the nice things about the lending software that we're building is that we've created it in such a way where you can create your own, what we call loan category. So this, the loan that I'm describing now is just a normal hard money loan, private loan, whatever you call it. So that set of tasks designed around that particular type of loan is pre-built in the system, but you can delete a task, you can add a task, you can create a new template if you want to have a different kind of loan or if somebody was using this software for their own set of operating procedures they could build customize add or subtract as they wish which is really nice that's a flexibility in the software that was really important to me to have so that's kind of cool if anybody ends up wanting to use it or borrow it or have a copy of it or beta test it or whatever that will give those uh, other operators the ability to customize their own checklist process but as you know if you've done this before you know that most of this process is linear most of its checklist based most of its collect this document review this document clear this document so we've been able to build that into a checklist system and delegate the task to different you know parties relatively simple and of course if you're a one-man shop then you're responsible for every task if you're a 10-man shop then you can delegate as you see fit but i really like the idea here of this phases steps and then inside of each step the procedure a little pro tip too is if you have a team you can have your team write the procedures but you should write the steps in conjunction with your team obviously you want to lead the vision so i always what i've been doing now as i've gotten older and more wiser about building a business is i've laid out what i think the, the linear process is in terms of phases I've laid out what I think the steps are after doing 200 loans, what I think each step has to happen. But then I take it to the team and I say, where am I, where am I optimal here? Where am I making mistakes? What's inefficient here? What can we do better? And right away, you know, they say, well, that's wrong. And you need to move that up to, uh, below that and that below that and that over here and cross that out. And then next thing you know, you have a more optimized system that the people who actually operate the system every day 
have optimized on behalf of the company, which is great. And then once you have the steps dialed in and the, pro and the phases dialed in, then you go to the procedures and you ask the team to write the procedures for you. This is how you get that real granular detail of how to order a credit check, how to order an external evaluation, whatever the steps in the process are, they can write them for you. And then you guys can kind of collaborate together to dial those in, have the formatting the same, have the structure the same, all that stuff which is great because you know that's how you build a repeatable system for a private lending company. If you want to do it differently, that's certainly up to you. You could consolidate the phases, you could make the phases, you know, even more complicated. It really is up to you. I really preferred when I was first building this company, I think I was I, I thought about doing it in only three or four steps instead of six steps, but like that process underwrite phase, you know, those could be one phase, I think. Fund and service could even be one phase. But I decided that I wanted to have six phases and I'll tell you why. I'll walk you through you know, each phase and each checkpoint. And you can decide if you think I was right on the money or if I left something on the table or if I was, you know, whatever. The apply phase of the life cycle starts when a borrower submits a quick quote. In other words, the borrower is in the marketing life. It lives out here in my marketing database, my marketing sphere, you know, all my marketing activities. It's not in the life cycle until they apply. So the quick quote is the first checkpoint. Signing the term sheet is the next checkpoint. That's what moves the borrower out of the apply phase into the process phase. And then the process phase is typically pretty short. The process phase begins, like I said, once they've signed the term sheet and it ends once all the documents and all the tasks in the process phase of the life cycle have been collected or, and or completed. So for example, you know, touch base with title company, make title order, touch base with insurance company, order evaluation, like I said, collect purchase agreement, collect driver's license, collect entity documents, collect bank statements, all the documents that need to be collected and all the tasks that need to be performed are complete at that point. Once you have 100% progress, also, by the way, the software is kind of sweet. We have a dial, a progress dial for each phase of the life cycle, and it goes from 0% to 100%. So you can literally see on the top of the dashboard when the process phase of the life cycle is 100% complete, you know it's, tried, it's time to move them into the underwriting phase. So now we're in the underwriting phase. Once we've collected 100% of the documents, the underwriting phase of the life cycle involves what you think. Underwriting the deal, the four C's of underwriting, collateral character, credit, and capacity. So we've built a linear system to underwrite each thing to make sure every document that's been collected has been reviewed for accuracy, has been cleared. We make sure the internal evaluation has been performed and it has matched up with the value. Same thing with the external evaluation. We've made sure we've collected and reviewed that. We make sure we have checked all of the property details, the borrower details, the borrower entity details. We've really checked the scope of work carefully. We've really reviewed the comps. We've really reviewed the actual collateral condition, photos, video, walkthrough, whatever we're doing. And we've checked every underwriting box. When all of the underwriting documents have been completed and all of the underwriting tasks have been completed, that progress dial goes from you know zero to 100% and we have that loan approval. So when the loan approval is issued, that's the checkpoint at which time we move the deal out of underwrite and into fund. So now that we're in the fun stage of the life cycle, it's a very short phase. It goes from loan approval to the time that the money gets wired. As you can imagine, there are a bunch of steps that go into this phase of the life cycle. And our clients live in this life cycle for a very short period of time, usually a couple of days, if that. But there are a series of tasks that happen from the time you've approved a loan to the time you funded it. You have to review closing documents. 
You have to deliver a closing document package to the title company. You have to schedule a closing. You have to coordinate wire instructions with the title company. You have to review the closing statement. All You have to make sure title commitment has been issued. You have to make sure the insurance declaration page has been issued. It's accurate. You got to make sure the premium has been paid. You have to confirm receipt. So there's a bunch of different steps that, that involve this phase of the life cycle. Also, by the way, the way we build our system is internal communications occur at each phase of the life cycle. So for example, in the funding phase, we have an email template that the underwriting department sends to me when it's time to fund a deal. And it tells me, and it, it, it links to different pieces of data, it tells me how much I need to send and where I need to send it, which is obviously a critical phase of funding alone is actually delivering the money to the company. But before that email comes to me, all these checklists have been completed. All these redundancies have been handled. You know, all these confirmations have been made. We know that we're good. We know that we're scheduled. We know that we're clear. We know everything is right. And then that email comes to me and I send the funds out. And then as soon as those funds have gone out to the title company, now we move into the service phase of the life cycle. Inside of the service phase of the life cycle, we have a bunch of steps again. You know, it's collect signed documents, it's collect recorded mortgage, it's assign loan to co-lender if we're doing that. There's all these steps that happen from the fund into the service phase of the life cycle. And then of course we have to manage payments, we have to manage draws, we have to manage progress, we have to manage delinquencies if there's anything like that. Anything that happens in the service phase of the life cycle, we need to deal with. But really what's cool about this process too is, I, I failed to mention this earlier, when you break down every loan into different phases, then you can create a dashboard that totals up some data. So for example, we track how many loans are on our balance sheet. Well, the way to do that is to sum total the loan amounts for every loan that's in the phase called service, also or repay, because those are still active loans. So we have a dial on the dashboard that says current loans, you know, current loan portfolio, and it equals service plus repay, which is cool. So we know how much is in the service phase of the life cycle. And by the way, we know how much is in the repay phase of the life cycle, which starts when a borrower tells us they're ready to repay the loan. So either the deal goes under contract to sell it, or they have initiated a refinance with a, a takeout lender. Those are the milestones, the checkpoints, if you will, of when a loan moves from the service phase of the life cycle into the repay phase. The nice thing about the repay phase of the life cycle is now, again, we can sub and total how many loans are in the repay stage of the life cycle and how much volume so that we can plan for capital deployment in the future. So for example, if there's a million dollars in loans in the repay phase of the life cycle, then I know in the next 30 to 60 days, approximately, not always, but approximately a million dollars will be coming back. And why does that matter? That matters because I have new loans in the front end of the pipeline that I have to make sure I can fund. Or if I have a capital investor that wants their capital back, their loans up or whatever, then I have to plan to recapture that capital and deploy it out either into a new loan or back to an investor. So that's why that repay phase of the loan process is very helpful for that reason. But also just to close out the loan, like we got to do mortgage payoff authorizations. We got to make sure that our controller is calculating the accurate balance of the mortgage based on the closing date, based on how many draws are left in the escrow, if there are any, based on if any if there are any fees or extension costs or anything that need to be applied into the loan balance that gets handled in this phase of the life cycle. And then you can guess when the repay phase is over, it's when we get the money back. Boom. We get the money back and now we have a couple little mini steps like you know, record the release of lean and close out the file on, on our wall and stuff like that. But then 
the loan is now out of the repay phase into what we call closed one. So it moves out of our life cycle, but we can track it forever and we can have a, a nice record of how many loans we funded, how many loans came back, what our average days on mark, you know, number of days of loan was, what our average actual after loan to after repair value ended up to be. And then also we're tracking the accuracy ratio of our estimated after repair value to the actual after repair value ratio. We measure that so we can keep our internal and external teams accountable to their analysis. The software makes all that possible because it aggregates the data but the process lifecycle is what allows the software to aggregate the data. So you, if you're building a lending company, or if you just want to be a private lender and make a loan or two, I suggest you use something similar to what we've already built, or you can use exactly what we built if you need it. Just let me know. You can have it. Boom, boom, boom. Apply process underwrite, fund service repay, create steps inside of each phase of the life cycle, create standard procedures inside of each step, and then assign each step to a responsible party in your organization, if not you, and then sit back, oversee it, optimize it, and then turn on the marketing tab raise the capital, make great loans, raise capital from great partners, and then fund the life cycle, keep it moving, and then you can grow it, and then you can go get it.